Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Matthew chapter 13 is single-handedly the most important chapter in all of the four Gospels because there's one verse um, towards the end of the chapter where Jesus actually says if you understand what I'm saying in this parable you will understand everything else that I say what parable was he referring to the parable of the sower and the seed. One of two parables where Jesus actually gave the interpretation. Every other parable, Jesus did not give the interpretation with the exception of the parable of the sower and the parable of the, of the fields with the wheat and the tare. Jesus said something very interesting. He said, there was a man who was a sower. He sowed some seed and some seed fell on the footpath and the verse says the bible says birds came ate ate the seed further down into the chapter jesus gives only to the disciples uh to his 12 the actual interpretation of that parable and he says this he said these are those that hear the message of the kingdom and don't understand it the devil comes now stop right there First of all, the analogy used in verse 4 of Matthew chapter 13 was birds. But when you get down uh, to about verse 33 and 34, Jesus says the bird is actually the devil. Then he goes a step further and says, the devil comes and snatches the seed right out of the heart. Which means he has to go in the heart to be able to snatch it out. Let me say that again. Listen to me. Satan, according to red letter, your Bible, proper exegesis, has to go in the heart where Holy Ghost lives. The devil goes in the heart and takes the seed. And the Bible says that was sown in the heart. Did you catch it? It says it was already sown in the heart okay we're having a problem here because orthodox modern evangelical doctrine says that that is hermeneutically impossible listen to what i'm saying man listen to what i'm saying this is what i'm saying we have a problem here 
because fundamental orthodox established dogma which means interpretation of a revelation is upheld or is under the understanding for the last hundred years that Satan and the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in the same place but Jesus actually said that the devil goes in a heart where the Holy Spirit is and takes the seed wait a second earlier in the chapter exegesis it says a bird came and ate up the seed proper interpretation verses down we find devil demons Lucifer devils fallen angels whatever you disembodied spirits of the Nephilim whichever 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 version of that you uphold to be malevolent entities it says the devil goes in a heart the devil red letter now I'm emphasizing this because sometimes we are emotionally attached to an interpretation and second we become immensely res resistant towards the expounding of a revelation because we become personal on well how come the Holy Spirit never showed me that and showed it to them so now it's no longer being open to learn truth we become bound by our own theological envies which means we don't receive new truth because we angry that why did he show you and not me the verse says the devil comes watch this snatches a seed that was sown s-o-w-n king james 1611 authorized the closest uh, version uh to the original autographs penned by the early apostles translated by william tyndale going down from the texas receptus latin vulgate to the german bible to the protestant reformation i think you understand what i'm talking about uh, don't get caught up pagani knows more than demons and devils i goes in there when it comes to theology yes authorized king james version says the devil comes in devil comes in the demons come in demons come in take the word take the word that was actually sown in a heart or for those who still don't understand this is still under the dispensation of pre-crucifixion okay let's fast forward post-crucifixion Acts chapter 5 when Peter confronts Ananias and Sapphira what did he say now let me just establish here that Ananias and Sapphira were not false brethren they were not unbelievers because God does not deal severely with unbelievers as a matter of fact the dispensation of grace where God deals with unbelievers for Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world so there is no condemnation for the lost unless they die without Christ but God deals with sinners from a place of love for God so loved the world so why would God deal so severely with Ananias and Sapphira if they were unbelievers Hebrews chapter 13 12 says God disciplines those who are sons and daughters God dealt with Ananias and Sapphira so severely because because they were true sons Peter looks at Ananias and Sapphira and says how come is it that Satan has filled your heart that you would lie to the Holy Spirit why would you even lie to the Holy Spirit? 
Well, very simple. You lie to the Holy Spirit because Satan has filled your heart. Wait a second. I thought the Holy Spirit and, and the devil cannot coexist in the same place. Okay, let's jump back into the Gospels. Luke chapter 11 says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If the eye be evil, the whole body would be full of darkness. Your version should say dark corners. Dark corners, which means, which means what? Behind me in this area, there's a shadow. It's dark. But does this dark area dominate this video? No, it doesn't. This is a video of light because you can see me. But this video has an area that has a dark corner. The dark corner doesn't possess the video. The video has an area that's dark. Then Jesus says this, if be careful that you don't think that the light that you think you have is not really darkness. Then Jesus goes a step further and says, if it is darkness, you can read this, Luke 11, how great is that darkness? Which means there are levels of darkness. There are at least seven levels that I have found. Outer darkness, impenetrable darkness, terrifying darkness, deep darkness, the darkness of the abyss, a darkness that can be felt. The children of Israel are uh, doing the one of the plagues. It says a darkness that is palpable, that can be felt. Jesus said outer. That means that if there's an outer darkness, there's an inner darkness. Okay, now watch this, watch this. So bird, bird actually means, according to Jesus, and he said, if you understand this, you'll understand everything else I said. He said, bird means demon. Bird means devil. Bird means devil. Watch this. Can the devil read your thoughts? Now what I am saying is not absolute. But what I am saying is plausible theology. It is open for the potential uh, plausibility that it could be. Or what we would call presuppositional theology. Which where we get the word, let's presuppose. Because Jesus said bird means devil demon unclean angel now you know why there is a whole chapter in leviticus 12 concerning unclean birds why would god put a whole chapter for unclean birds for our historical understanding unless god is saying bird means bird in his in its proper exegesis it does mean bird, but in the New Testament, bird means demons. Oh, when the Son of Man cometh, you will find him where the vultures are and where the eagles gather. Ah, we going in. Oh, don't play with Pagani. We go there. I'm ready to debate anybody in the known Christian world concerning a moderated debate concerning deliverance you gonna come over here you better be thorough because my mind is sharp let's get let's go there and i'm ready and the challenge theologically is open to everybody let's debate this thing about can a christian have a demon and i've been wanting to say that for the last seven eight years let's do it i'm ready are you
Okay, watch this. Look at this. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I read something that potentially, potentially could mean not that it does. That the devil might not saying that he is. And let me throw out the disclaimer. I'm not saying that he can, but I read a verse. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, I think, where it says, curse not the king, not in your room, not with your mouth. And then it says this, not even in your thoughts. Let me share a secret. I could curse you in my thoughts if I want, because you don't know what I'm thinking. But the, the author, the verse says, curse not the king, not in your room, not even with your words, not even in your thoughts. For a bird, there it is, for a bird of the air, prince of the power of the air, Solomon is giving us a key. Solomon is giving us a key, bird of the air. Read it for yourself. A bird of the air, prince of the power of the air. A bird of the air will do what? Shall carry what you said in your thoughts, not just in the room or in your mouth. The verse says, in your thoughts. That verse right there is letting me know that I cannot say, no, they cannot hear your thoughts. Uh-uh. Now we have to leave it neutral. Now we have to do what is called exegesis, which means now we have to look for threads all throughout scripture. So that way we can, we can get a proper understanding. Ah, Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, said don't curse the king even in your thoughts because a little bird the devil cannot read our thoughts no because the holy spirit lives in here oh wait a second wait, what about simon the sorcerer simon the sorcerer the bible does not say he was a false brother the bible says he got converted the bible says that he converted it's the same greek word look it up the same greek word where jesus told peter when you are converted strengthen your brethren Wait a second, let's deal with that one. Simon, Simon, the devil has been inside of you trying to sift you, sifting down to sift you like wheat. Did you catch it? All right, all right, watch this. Let's, let's, let's backtrack, let's backtrack. Am I talking good? Say amen, say amen. <laughs> the initial question that I have, and then I'm out of here guys, is, can Satan read your thoughts? What if a demon is already inside of you in an area, not possess? Let me just throw something else out that'd be good for you to understand concerning a demon not only living in an area of your life that is unsurrendered to the Holy Ghost, but also dwelling on a body part. Well, very simple. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter six, just. The first six verses talks about that your body parts can be given over. Given over to what? Given over to what? As an instrument of a demon. Let's go a step further. 
Paul said, the thorn in my flesh was not blindness. It was not blindness. Paul said, messenger of Satan. The Greek word there is angelos, which means angel or angele, where Spanish Latin people get angele. Greek, angelos. English, messenger. In the spirit realm, an entity. An entity that was afflicting his flesh, not his spirit, his flesh, his flesh, angelos of Satan, angelos, angel, messenger of Satan to buffet me, to attack me. It was a demon. Oh, Romans chapter seven, Paul said, Paul's theology was very different than today's modern evangelical, apostolic, prophetic, fivefold, non-denomination, Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever. Where they always say things like this, it's not the devil, is you. It's not the devil, is you. It's not a demon, it's a principle. You just gotta get the right principle to change. There's a place for that. There's a place for that. All right, it's not the devil, it's not the devil, it's not the devil. Then no wonder folks be ready to... I'm gonna leave that one alone. No wonder folks be ready to give up. Because you keep telling them, we keep telling them, is you, is you, is you, is you, is you, is you. Well, might as well get mental health because you keep telling me it's me. All right, let's keep going. Romans chapter seven says, Paul's theology, his biblical exegesis, his, hermeneutic, his hermeneutical presentation, his apostolic framework and worldview he said, when I sin, when I sin, when I sin, when I sin, it is not I, not I, not I, you can look it up, 1611, King James, not I, no longer I, no longer I. But sin doing it. Oh, he is now either we're having an issue here, and Paul, and Paul, he is saying, I'm not the one doing it, but it's whatever's in me is doing it. Whatever's in me is doing it. Not me, but whatever's in me. No one's above being held accountable here. I'm just proper exegeting the text. I think we've been given red herrings all these years. And so therefore people are struggling and we keep telling them is you, is you, is you, is you, is you. No wonder they are on effect sore and all this medication. No wonder. And here's what I want you to do. Please don't respect me enough to stay quiet because then you're not my real friend. And then you're letting me go to hell. If what I'm saying is not true doctrine, please love me enough to correct me publicly. Don't do that while I respect you too much to disagree with you in public. No, that's cowardice. Paul said in closing, I need deliverance. Listen, I need deliverance. And he said it, read it, Romans 7. He said, who shall 
deliver me who who will deliver me and look what he even said before he said that he said oh wretched wretched man is utterly helpless lost without Christ desperate in desperate need of salvation in desperate need of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ finished work on the cross in desperate need of the person of Jesus Jesus is God manifested in the flesh seen of angels vindicated in the spirit and taken up into glory I believe the Bible is the inerrant infallible word of the living God sola scriptura Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary lived approximately 33 years God manifested in the flesh, the Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, who died on the cross, who became sin, so that we might be made righteous in Him, who resurrected from the dead, was seen by the early church for 40 days, proving Himself with infallible miracles, and then was received in a cloud up to glory, where He ascended to the right hand of the Father, establishing Himself as after the order of Melchizedek, who is currently seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding, interceding for the church, interceding for the church, but then he became the church in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the Father, who is the earnest of our expectation until Jesus physically cracks the sky and comes back again, where Jesus will come back Take us and then return again for what? To establish his kingdom on the earth and rule for a thousand years. And then out of the bottomless pit, Satan will be released and he will gather up the nations again for the great battle of Armageddon. And the beast, the false prophet, the devil and his angels will be cast into the lake of fire where there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth forever and ever and ever and ever. And then the church and then the dead in Christ will rise, stand before him. The books will be opened and the dead will be judged according to what's written in the books and death and hell and Hades will also be cast into the lake of fire and then you and I will stand before the tribunal judgment seat of Christ to be judged for what we have done in the body in the body and so shall we ever be with the Lord and guess what heaven will cease to be because heaven will descend on earth and heaven will be on earth forever and there will be no more weeping there will be no more wailing there will be no more sickness no more death that's my theological framework and world view can, can a demon bird devil Satan Lucifer bearer of light fallen angel dragon can they potentially maybe read our mind i'm saying that potentially that it is maybe possible if they are already inside hey and another thing jesus never said the devil can't go in your heart because jesus said the devil took the word of the kingdom right out their heart first of all you got to go into the heart to be able to take something out of the heart. Second, Paul, Peter told Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart that you lie to the Holy Ghost? Bird means bird, bird means demon, demon means bird, bird of the air, bird of the air. Matthew 12, fowl of the air, fowl. Notice how the word fowl, F-O-W-L, is also F-O-U-L, fowl bird, every unclean, bird foul of the air f-o 
W-L-F-O-U-L. Oh, synonymous in the sounding. I believe that's called a homonym. Curse not the king in your thoughts, neither in your words or in your room, for a little bird, a little bird might hear it, leave and go tell someone. Amen. Do me a favor. Everything that I just taught you is in my book. Yeah. The secrets to deliverance. Oh yeah. Go pick it up. I love you. Do me a favor. Share this on all of your timelines. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.